Hey guys, and welcome back to the Leia High Open Show powered by Icon Plus. So a quick news announcement for you as always. Icon is kicking off 2021 with the launch of DeFi Project, OMM Finance, um, Balanced DAO, IconFi, and its new governance system, CPS, all developed to financially support contributions to the ecosystem. So always some great news coming out of Icon there. Um, I want to say thank you to my sponsors, BlockFi. I use them to earn up to 8.6% interest on my USDC. I think that's insane. Um, I don't think that kind of resonates when I say it. That's 8.6% interest, especially when we're seeing negative interest rates across Europe. I think we saw 0.01% from the Bank of England, so that's pretty crazy. And then you can also get, I think it's $250, depending on how much you um, deposit with them. So I've left the link everywhere. It should be in the bio, the comments, wherever it should be. Um, and a final shout out to CoinFlip. So they are doing some incredible work across the states to push Bitcoin mass adoption. They now have 1,200 Bitcoin ATMs. So giving everyday people access to Bitcoin. I have a discount code if you want. You can get 10% um, off your transaction. So I'll leave that somewhere in the comments. So today we have a really cool guest, um, somebody who I really admire, somebody who I've become quite friendly with recently, think she's brilliant, um, and I just want to learn more about her. So let's welcome Bitcoin Liz. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on and thanks for the kind words. I've been following you as well and I've seen uh, your guests on the show, so I feel like super, super honored uh, that you uh, chose to, to get me on the show. It's it's great to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have you because I feel like we've just met this year. We've both sort of just like yeah. popped up out of nowhere. Um, well, I guess it sort of seems that way for everyone else, but you know, we only just met this year and I kind of want to know a lot more about you. Who is Bitcoin Liz? What is Bitcoin Liz? So before we talk crypto, I want to know, how would you sort of define yourself? Tell us something about who you are. Okay, yeah, define. I think this is always a tricky question, but I, I guess uh, a part of uh, who, what defines who I am is, of course, my, my background. So uh, I'm born and raised in Sweden to Estonian parents. Uh, and uh, I grew up with two native language at home, uh, quite modest home. Um, and uh, yeah, my parents were immigrants. So uh, they, they kind of had to build up a new life here. They were really young when they moved here. And um, I, I guess the Estonian mindset has been with me uh, for ever since in the beginning. I've never really could place myself in, in one place. I'm not either Swedish or Estonian. It's kind of having oh, the both, okay. which I think is cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, well, talking about the Estonian mindset, I think we're all hustlers. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> yeah, because um, Estonia got independent from the USSR, the Soviet Union in, in 1991. And you know, we built up the country from scratch basically. And everyone in Estonia would say, "Are you know, we, we don't, don't take anything from granted. We know that we need to work hard to become successful and to make a living. Uh, and I think that is something that has been with me uh, ever since the beginning and really defined who I am because Sweden was a welfare state long, long before Estonia got independent. And uh, I don't think the same mindset exists in, in the young people in Sweden in general uh, today. So uh, yeah, we, we grew up uh, here in Stockholm in the suburbs and uh, um, I went to Estonian school here in Sweden and uh, it's really been a part um, 
of everything. Um, and another thing, uh, fun fact, I guess that shows also the Estonian way of thinking. I got my first uh, Robert Kiyosaki book, which that poured that from, from my dad when I was 11 years old. And he was like, read this, you need to know this, you need to understand <laughs> this, because then you will become rich in the future. Uh, you know how to make passive income. I didn't even know what passive income was then, uh, and how to protect your wealth from sharks and, and all that. Uh, of course, I didn't understand everything in the book by then, but it kind of like saw a seed in me uh, from early on, which has been with me for, yeah, ever since, since then. But yeah, to, to dis define myself, I would say I'm a kind person. I, <laughs> I'm um, really caring yeah, for the people uh, that I have around me. I, I show a lot of uh, caring and take, take care of everyone uh, around me. Uh, I'm really active. I'm almost like restless. I need to have something to do all the time. I love to have many things ongoing all the time. Uh, that's, that's when I perform the best. That's when I feel uh, uh, the best. Uh, I'm also curious. Uh, every, every time I visit a new country, I want to know about the culture, the history. I'm not the one who goes to like history museums or like that. I'm out in the streets exploring. I want to know uh, everything about uh, the place I'm, I'm visiting and uh, yeah, learn as much as possible uh, about the place. Yeah, I, I, think I think you answered. I think you answered that like the, the best way I've ever heard somebody answer oh. a description about themselves. Yeah, you went into detail. So I think that's really interesting. We said about the Estonian mindset. Um, I think I, I've spent some time in Eastern Europe, and I really like that. I really like there is a mindset. It's kind of like a hard work. It's quite unemotional, isn't it? As well, given like the yeah. history, like you said, um, and it's kind of just like no matter how cold it gets, no matter how hard it gets, we push through. You know. I, yeah. I quite like that, but you're based in Sweden. So this is insane um, because you are literally one of, I know there's probably three other countries on this planet, but you are, the, you are living in a country that has not had a lockdown. This is insane. So we need to get into this because I've, so I'm based in the UK. It is horrendous here. Um, you know, Christmas was canceled. Thank you, Boris Johnson. Um, uh, what else was cancelled? New Year's Eve is cancelled. Everything is cancelled. Gyms are shut. It's quite unbelievable. I then fled and went to Romania, where it's equally as nuts there. Nearly got fined for wearing a mask outside. For not wearing a mask outside, sorry. Um, but you're living your best life off in Sweden, where there's no lockdown. Tell us, how's it been? Yeah, well, it, it's hard to imagine how it would be with a lockdown, I have to say. So I'm extremely grateful that we have had quite a normal life. Uh, the worst thing here was when the gyms were closed for two weeks. Uh, I couldn't go there. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, it's it's been very, very normal. But again, uh, it, it's hard to know if it's the right way or not, because I in the summer, for example, I don't know what happens to Swedish people, but, but when summer comes, everyone starts partying, you know, hanging out, which which is like normal, of course. Yeah. But I do also believe that that may, may cause uh, the virus to spread more to elderly. We didn't take as much care of elderly people that I, I believe we would have uh, or should have done. Uh, but of course, again, I'm super, super happy for, for the freedom and actually like th that the government puts it in our hands it's our choice like what we do and, and take responsibility uh, uh, together and not that the government takes the decision for us so in that play way i'm really happy the way it is because i cannot imagine how it like tough it must be with a with a lockdown especially like mentioning that i'm restless i need to have something to do all the time and um, so uh, yeah it, it's been well relatively normal but like, what's the mentality though? Because like the mentality here, for example, and actually globally is mm. very much, we should, you know, lock down even harder. Um, 
you know, we should wear masks all the time. Um, it, it, it's, it's really intense. So do Swedish people not sort of share that mentality? Are people not putting pressure on your government, particularly journalists? Are they not putting pressure on your government at all? Yeah, now now they are putting more pressure because, uh, well, it looks like we are not doing that well comparing to neighbor countries. Okay. However, one thing that I see like in general among the general public is that we are very aware of mental health issues and we believe that we will stop a lot of this happening uh, in the future. So that is something that we always lean back on, that no matter what, we at least stop this. We made sure that people can hang out with each other and not put ourselves yeah, uh, in um, mental health uh, issues, which is, yeah, it's, it's widely spoken about in Sweden. It's not a taboo. Uh, topic to discuss uh, and I believe it is like that we, it's having a lockdown not being able to socialize it it affects you a lot and uh, so there we we are all I think agreeing here that we are doing the right thing but then of course the end result it's difficult to say I would say that now people are maybe putting more pressure on the government and now the government is well telling you that we're doing this together uh, we have uh, a common uh, responsibility uh, to make the best out of the situation um, do you think yeah. you're locked down? Do you think Sweden will will sort of fall to global pressure and lockdown? Sorry, if if they like, do you think do you think they'll fall to like the global pressure and eventually lock down in 2021, or do you think they would have done it by now? I, I think they would have done it by now, and it's like too late to back down. I think it's it would be yeah. weird to do it now. Uh, so I, I don't believe in it. Now we got uh, more like strict re restrictions during Christmas and New Year's Eve that we are not allowed to be more than eight people in in the same uh, room and like that. Oh, okay. But it's just recommendations. You know, it's not that you you will get fined or anything for it. Uh, okay. So still, we have the the choice to make, um, and yeah, I, I respect that. I, I really do. I respect that. I respect the fact that you have the choice. You know, I, I respect the recommendation and then I respect the freedom to do as you wish with the recommendation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but let's chat, let's chat about crypto. I want to know, how did you get into crypto? Was it through Ivan or was it after him or did you get him in? Like what happened? <laughs> yeah, so um, shortly I got in like a couple of months before I met Ivan but I didn't know that much about it. So long story short, uh, I, I was, um, well, I was studying uh, business administration at university and I was taking, well, business administration is a like really broad um, like, uh, program. You have finance, marketing, uh, organization and, and all that. But in my finance class, uh, we talked a lot about how uh, well, the, the stock markets work and we were touching a little bit upon that there are uh, a thing like digital currencies. And then I remember uh, a couple of guys in my class, they were bragging how they made uh, tons of money on Bitcoin. And I was like, okay, mm. and that caught my attention. So I started to you know, Google more about it. What is this? And um, I don't know, for me right away, I was like, okay, this, this is how future money will look like when, when I read about it. And um, that's when I invested like, or uh, put money in, in Bitcoin the first time, but I didn't, Honestly, I didn't do that much research before I, I made my first investment. But uh, what year again, you want to tell us what year was this? Yeah, so this was in November 2017, uh, my first. But it wasn't a lot of money that I missed. I mean, I was a student and I didn't have that much savings or anything. But I, I was already a little bit invested in stocks. And this was just a natural uh, thing to, to put money in as well. Um, but so so that then I, I kind of followed a little bit, but I, I was definitely not following any influencers on YouTube or anything uh, about it, just a little bit maybe. And uh, then I met Ivan in um, April 2018. 
it was through my thesis partner. I was writing my thesis then, and um, she knew Ivan. She was following her him on uh, on YouTube, and she was mm -hmm. just like, we, we saw him in a co-working space because we were yeah uh, working there or studying there. And she went to talk to him, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go say hi to this guy. I don't know who, uh, who is. And uh, then we spoke a little bit about crypto, and he he told that he's involved in that. And um, yeah, I think we asked like, okay, where do you see crypto going? And I uh, said my opinion that I believe that for mass adoption, we need uh, you know Facebook come up with their own currency or something like that, which which happened as well. They but, did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which exactly. we can talk about that. And um, yeah, so um, I would say that I was involved before, but Ivan really got me involved w when I met him because, yeah, he, he got me in on crypto conferences, and I started to mm. see that there actually this is a real industry, and people are building so many cool projects. And uh, yeah, so that this was during the ICO bubble, uh, basically when uh, me and Ivan met and started to go to crypto conferences. Um, yeah, so uh, I was in. Yeah, yeah, it was actually yeah, super cool. Uh, so I would definitely not be that heavily into crypto as I am now uh, without Ivan. No way. That's cute. I like it. So let's talk about Bitcoin for a second then. So you put a little bit in back in November two thousand seventeen. Not enough to sort of be sort of living on a beach and be done with with everyone. Yeah. Um, but talk to me about Bitcoin, because I know you're super bullish on Bitcoin. It's Bitcoin Liz, it's not altcoin Liz. Um, yeah. So, oh, Liz Bitcoin. So tell me, what is it about Bitcoin that just really makes you think, yes, this is the future? Why Bitcoin? Why not a different currency? Mm. So I think when I first read about it, the thing that grabbed me really was that it's, uh, you know, there's no central authority, third party involved um, between there. So it's maybe one of the ba most basic things uh, about it, uh, because I was at that time I was angry with the banks because I remember I, I opened my first savings account, and at in the beginning I earned interest on on the money I, I stored there. But then in Sweden we got negative interest rates, and I had yeah. to pay them for for storing my money. So already there I was I was unbelievable. I was, yes, it's it's unbelievable. I was like I'm having my money in the bank. I'm paying them, but they can use that money to, you know, even earn even more interest. So already there, I was angry with Wait, the bank. And so how, how long were negative interest rates going on across Europe? Because I know that they were going on. I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but we've not really seen that in the UK. And I think the Bank of England have ruled it out. But how long have you guys had negative interest rates? And what are people doing to circumvent that? So we have had it since, well, ever since I got my first bank account, basically one year after. So I think it's like whew, eight years. It has to be. And and I mean, people don't really th think about it as an issue anymore. It's it's normal now. People, I mean, I I understand why you would do it to stimulate the economy, people to spend. But it's been. Eight but years I look at now. that as blackmail, though. But okay, can yeah. I say like I yeah. always see that as blackmail because it's kind of like it's kind of like you have to spend your money, otherwise we'll spend it. It's like yeah. what? Yeah. Do you see what I, I mean? Know, otherwise, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so. Again, yeah, no, I, th I think it's I think it's insane. Um, but I want to look at 2020 because 2020 has been the most crazy year. Um, so what would you say some of the most interesting and the most significant things are that have happened in crypto this year? Yeah, so a lot has happened. Yeah, um, I guess we need to start with the Bitcoin halving. Um, that caught a lot of I would say mainstream attention. I remember remember when it's uh, in the spring. I was still working at my old job, which is a like traditional company, not tech savvy people. And they were like, oh, I heard about this Bitcoin halving thing. And I was like, oh, how? Uh, so 
of course it gave Bitcoin a lot of attention and um, yeah, um, and, and it was an important event, um, especially for, for a bit of price now, I guess. And that do you think it's following. priced in though? Just gonna jump in, do you think it's priced in? Like, do you think that's what we're seeing now as a result of the halving? I don't know, it's so hard to say. I, I, I honestly, I think, no, I don't think it's completely <laughs> priced in. I don't think so either. I don't know, I don't, yeah, it, it's difficult to say. Uh, yeah, I, I'll I'll leave with that. I, I don't think it's completely, uh, no, uh, priced in. But of course, you, you remember the excitement before the halving, after halving, so that was definitely um, something I remember. Um, and um, then of course, the DeFi summer um, with all the projects. Uh, and also, I mean, that was really when we saw true innovation uh, because I, I believe that DeFi is uh, uh, challenging uh, traditional financial services. Uh, it's possible that there are real uh, projects. And um, and of course, just the institutional money that has uh, run into to Bitcoin, it, it's crazy. Now we are really uh, put on the map. I mean, MicroStrategy, we have, yeah, uh, PayPal uh, took us, uh, and, and I mean, PayPal Square CEO. Just, well. Yeah, Square, everything. So we have like really significant people speaking up for us uh, and that makes yeah we can't be ignored anymore uh, due to that it, it's really really important and uh, that part um, yeah yeah i mean i think you know I, I would definitely say like 2020 has to be actually i would i would go as far to say as it's been the most powerful year for the industry um mm -hmm. for so many different reasons um okay you can look at DeFi as like your sort of like initial example because that inherently just challenges the traditional system right i think mm -hmm. it puts people in the financial map people can borrow money do what they need um you know money that they obviously previously never have access to um mm -hmm. but you know the halving was insane i mean that was just like an incredible it's always an amazing marketing yeah. opportunity for bitcoin um you know the printing of money that we that we've seen mm -hmm. i always found like that just kind of was insane because I'm always obviously trying to get more people into crypto. I'm trying to sort of like explain to them why Bitcoin is going to be so innovative, it's going to be so um, revolutionary. Um, and it's so hard sometimes to sort of explain that to them, especially when we talk about countries like Venezuela, which see like hyperinflation and we don't really see yeah. that kind of inflation in the West. But then you can sort of give them this, this sort of case study of 2020 and just sort of be like, look how much money is being printed. Like, you know, um, mm. choose something which is a deflationary asset, something which has, you know, um, deflationary sort of strategies built in the halving, da, 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 all this stuff. I just think it, it it's been amazing. And then you know, because you and I were chatting yesterday, and we were also talking about um, how important things people like PayPal are and micro strategy and all this stuff. Because I just think that you know, people like Jack Dorsey, people like Michael Saylor, they don't put millions into or billions. I, I can't remember how much it was at this point, but they don't put that much money in. Um, to sort of sell at like even 10 grand higher. I don't believe it. I don't believe that they're, they're not. And, and there was also um, that rapper. What was his name? It begins with L. Is it, is it Lock, Lock? Oh gosh, I'm really not good. I'm not, it's not, it's not my thing that, but what was his name? If anyone remembers his name, write it in the comments. It was yes. Lock or Loke, Loke, oh, I don't know. But he, he put a lot in and so many different celebrities as well have put a lot in this year. And I think that's also just like another, um, incredible, I guess, sort of marketing opportunity for Bitcoin. Um, but in terms of the pandemic, how do you think mm -hmm. that has affected Bitcoin? So in general, I think it has had a good effect um, because it kind of made people rethink about how 
I believe at least, like how the monetary system works, just with the stimulus in the US. Uh, you kind yeah. of make, make mm. think that, okay, how, how does it actually work yeah, that you can just print endless amount of money and devalue your own, uh, you know, devaluing the currency. Uh, I would be frustrated if I would be in the US and see that kind of stimulus being printed. And But again, also people got the stimulus checks and they had more money to invest. So they started to look, okay, where, what should I do with my money? And um, But even that got me, but even that got me like, cause yeah. I, okay, so it's no secret that I, that I'm, I, that I don't fall on like the left of like the political and economic and like fiscal system. I think that's no no secret if you follow me. So like when people, when the government are handing out money and then people put it into Bitcoin, I'm in like two minds about that. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, I'm like, that's great that you put it into Bitcoin. That's cool. But like, don't you need the money? Isn't that why the government gave it yeah, to you? Like exactly. you need it to buy like groceries and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, but, I, I, I agree. Mm -hmm but your friends uh, and your family okay so when you talk about what you do when you talk about bitcoin number one how into it are they do they think you're crazy have you managed to um convince anybody to buy any bitcoin um and how do you describe it to them like what do you say and you know you're sitting around the dinner table or whatever and you're sort of just like oh my god bitcoin reached new highs like what do they think Yes, it's very mixed feelings. I, I think my older like grandmothers and grandfathers, they they have a difficult time to understand it, but they're kind of like, okay, I know you, you are smart, so yeah, I, I trust that you're doing the right thing. Uh, nice. But my one of my grand yeah uh, grandma she really understands because one of the advantages of living in Estonia is that it's super digitalized. I mean you you can't do anything by going to a physical place. Everything is online. So even my grandma she she understands that everything is online, and yeah that that's where it is and that's how the future is going to look like. So it makes the it easier for them to understand that money is going to be digital as well. And even Estonia was one of the first countries to start looking at the like own digital currency i think oh, okay. they even they planned it yeah in the beginning with vitalik even but then yeah uh, then ETH took off and everything so it, it was put on a hold uh, so i think for for them it's still quite natural but they have a hard time understanding like okay but so what what actually gives it value what's the value yeah. proposition and, and and that part um but so usually when i explain i just explain that so we own you know the network there's no one who can tamper with it uh, and and it's secure it's backed by blockchain technology all that and um yeah so i i i don't get they don't think i'm crazy <laughs> they okay. just think it's okay it's super cool that she has something that she is interested in and uh yeah and i remember when i was working at my previous uh, job uh, as i mentioned which was a yeah, traditional corporation people were actually quite interested. They were like, okay, she knows something that can be used, used in the future. So I, I instantly got interesting to people because of that. They asked me quite a lot. And I remember even one of my closest colleagues um, who I work with closely, she she eventually invested in Bitcoin because her yeah, brother was involved as well. But we talked about it like all the time. And she understand like, you know, people have the, the pre-assumptions that it's for criminals and it's only criminals yeah. involved there. But when they see that, okay, I'm in there and I'm actually like doing a lot of research about yeah, it. Like, and yeah, I'm yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. So, so then it, it created a lot more trust for them as well. And yeah, I managed to get at least one involved uh, in, in Bitcoin. Yeah. I think that's so funny what you said um, about your grandma there because my grandpa 
he lives in the north of England. So I went up to see him just before the pandemic had kicked in just to help stock his fridge and all that, bless him. Um, and he literally thinks I work in something really criminal. I'm not being funny. He turned oh. around to me and said, does your father know what you do? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Like he, he literally, he can't, he, he, he can't even understand Facebook, bless him. He, um, he sort of thinks like, so he, he went, he was looking for like a, a grocery store nearby or something. And you can sort of go on groups on Facebook and ask. Um, mm-hmm. so my mum had said, you know, go on Facebook and ask. And my grandpa was like, Oh, do we call Facebook? You know, like yellow pages. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's kind of no, yeah, there's kind of no hope bless him. But you know, my, my mom is Bitcoin crazy. Yeah. Like, she's crazy like every day so she, i've got her on block and every day she's like she's like yeah like let, let's look at my portfolio and i'm like mom i was like you need to chill like, like you, you just need to calm down and she's like tell me when to sell tell me when to sell and i'm like no we don't sell okay we don't sell we hold yeah. <laughs> um and then my brother as well he he didn't buy i told him to buy at 10 well, i told him to buy earlier but we were mm. having a serious discussion at 10 because my mom had got in at 10k um and a bit earlier but she got in properly at 10k and I told my brother to get in and um he was just like no I'll buy below and I'm like I don't think it's going below you know how long it spent at 8k how long it spent at 9k and then it did go above 10k then it went down again but it, there was that point when we sort of knew but nobody made the joke anymore nobody was like we're not gonna see it above 10k <laughs> everybody knew we weren't seeing it at below 10k again um so he didn't buy and now he's like thinking to buy at 26 and I'm like oh my god yeah yeah but at least you got him in that's really cool to hear um so it's so fun to hear that your mom is like all in <laughs> it's, it's nice <laughs> she's too much literally she absolutely stresses me out constantly she's like like oh like, I, I get message i get mo- i don't get good morning my dear loving daughter i get 28.1 oh <laughs> I feel yeah. like mom I'm like mom you need to stop but you're also um really big on ethereum so i kind of want to understand what it is about ethereum um why do you like it um <clears throat> there are a lot of concerns sorry there are a lot of concerns that it's um a lot of ether were pre-mined um and that it's it's not as decentralized or whatever or what, what are your thoughts on ethereum why are you so bullish on it so i think you can't really compare Ethereum to, to Bitcoin. I think they, they serve different uh, purposes. So so Bitcoin is a great store of value, I would say, uh, while Ethereum is, it provides something different. Um, I, I would say now with DeFi and all the derivatives, uh, deriv- derivatives uh, everything that it is providing, I think that, that is huge for it. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I really don't think you can compare uh, to, to Bitcoin in, in the same way. Um, and um, just how big the community is and how they are building and what it enables uh, to for, for the blockchain industry as a whole, I think that is super important. And as well now, especially when we have a lot of attention on the um, Ripple lawsuit, actually SEC has said that Ethereum is, is not a security which kind of gives a you know it, it makes Ethereum a g- good choice because you know that the SEC has at least said that you know it's it's not a security you won't have that issue uh, with Ethereum. But other than that, I don't know. I, I just think you it provides a lot of value for for the crypto community and um, yeah yeah especially no, it, it, it's the king of the alt say. Eh? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, but especially looking at the derivatives market, it's huge. It's it's really really big, and yeah, that's that's what comes with it. Yeah, I think um, so. The CEO of Altcoin Bars, I always say this. I have to cite him. Um, he told me the best. He sort of break it down in the the clearest way to kind of understand. And he was like, Bitcoin is gold 2.0. Ethereum is digital Amazon. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I can work with that. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. So, you know, they're they're different and they're not comparable. And, you know, Bitcoin is in a league of its own in its own way. And Ethereum is in a league of its own in its own way, doing whatever it does with smart contracts, programmable money, and so on, decentralized apps and all that stuff. Um, I think it's pretty cool. But what other projects have you got your eyes on for 2021? Any other alts which you're interested in and you want to share with us? Yeah, so I thought about that a lot. I, I'm not that into uh, alts. I mean, I follow a lot of projects just to see what is out there. Um, recently, what I got my eyes on is, is Polkadot. I think the uh, yeah, what they're doing is great, and they have performed really well now recently as yeah. well. Uh, so, so that is definitely something that I, I will keep an eye on in twenty twenty one as well, because yeah. It's a great ecosystem, and uh, just just the the interoperability they are providing um, between uh, yeah, it's it's important for, uh, and I think they're good, doing great. And now I think they are like what are they top top six, top seven, something yeah, like that. I think uh, something like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, something yeah. like top six or something. Um, yeah. but I have an interesting question. That I really want to talk to you about because. People must come to you all the time and ask you, you know, can you talk about my project, whether it be on YouTube or whether it be on Twitter or wherever it is. So there are almost so many new projects. You know, we said like DeFi was um, huge in the summer. It was like summer DeFi. So how do yeah. you spot a scam? So what are your best ways for working out whether something is number one, a scam? And number two, whether something is just a really crappy project and, you know, you don't like the fundamentals or you don't like the marketing behind it or whatever it is, you don't really sort of believe in it. So how do you sort of spot that and then decide whether or not to talk about it? Mm -hmm. So yeah, we can start with the, the scam part. Uh, I think <clears throat> it has become much more difficult to, to spot a, a scam because they're getting better and better. Um, but I think what you need to look like at is what they are offering. Um, if they are offering like guaranteed um, yeah, returns on investment, it's probably not true uh, because yeah, it, it, you can't guarantee things like that. And we have seen yeah. many projects that are guaranteeing like, okay, at least this percentage of return on investment. Uh, no, it doesn't exist in the real world. So yeah, if, if it uh, does seem too, too good to be true, it, it probably is. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I think also looking at the team, if they have a, if they're open with the team working with them, it's also a good sign. I know many projects in crypto also they want to be anonymous and and all that, but I believe if it's for me at least it's it's important to know that there are real people and who they are working behind the team, the project, and um, of course I mean looking. I think what, what makes the scam successful is, of course, the, the human psychology, because we do believe that it might be something really good. That's how BitConnect and uh, OneCoin got so big. And uh, of talking about OneCoin, it, it, they, they, their strategy was to you know, target people who had no clue about crypto. And the crazy thing is that I even had an old lady at my previous job. She had invested in OneCoin. No. Uh, yes, yes. I, I was what did so they say? Shocked. No, she was contacted by like her some relative and said like, okay, you will get you will get return on investment. You just need to put this in, 
And you yeah. know, and she said like, oh, but I don't really know what it was. I just said that I would get more money for this. And I'm like, you know, it's it's so sad to see uh, that it works. Um, and I even had one relative uh, who had invested in one coin. So one coin was like really, oh, really wow. crazy, but that was really showed how naive people are. And um, yeah, they are really believing, which is sad, which is sad. Um, but again, I think I'm hoping that uh, as big of a scam as uh, OneCoin was and, and BitConnect, we won't see again um, because I believe we have uh, become uh, smarter. But again, um, if, if they are really promising, like guaranteed returns, it's probably, uh, that's a big warning sign. Um, but other than that, the, um, answering what projects I would work on and not, I think as long as, yeah, I'm looking at the use case. If I see that this, maybe it's not the best product, but if it can bring more adoption, it can be simple, I don't know, uh, merch, Bitcoin merch. I mean, somehow people yeah, still love it. That, yeah. I, I am into that because I, I love clothes. I, 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 I'm open to show those things. And I think it's also a way to spread awareness uh, about crypto. Um, and yeah. yeah, I mean, at least you have a product, right? I, I think yeah. I think that's kind of like the thing which I've kind of landed on um, through this whole DeFi thing is like, do they have a product? Because mm -hmm. there's so much conversation and there's so much talk and there's so much like technical language, um, yeah. which really kind of like coats an absence of anything in the middle, right? Like, yeah. what is their product? There's no product. There's no use case. They don't do anything. And then I'm, you know, people are just buying into something, and that is something which is like becomes such an issue for me. Um, you know, I have, uh, I, it doesn't matter who, but I, I saw a company, a company came and sort of said, will you work with us? Um, mm -hmm. And I was just reading through their white paper and their website. And I'm just there like, this is just a lot of language. Yeah. Where's yeah. your product? And I didn't, I didn't see the product. And I sent it to some, sent it to the people at Altcoin Buzz as well, because I think they're great. And they read it through and they're like, Leia, no, that's not a good one. And I was like, I didn't think it was, you know, yeah, it, there's yeah. no product. Um, another thing I'll say as well, um, in terms of sort of like new people getting into the space, um, which I obviously want to ask you about, um, I totally agree with you when it comes to anonymous um, anonymous characters. So like, of course, I'm absolutely pro-anonymity, pro-privacy, each to their own, do what you want, freedom, liberation, you get, you get the point. Um, but as an individual on this side, somebody who's yeah. potentially an investor or a trader or whatever, I and you guys, I guess, need to sort of think, okay, how much... Do I want to invest in a project which has an anonymous founder simply because they can't be held accountable for their actions? So there's nothing necessarily inherently wrong with anonymity. It's just they can't be held accountable. And I think yeah. that's what people need to consider. You know, what would you say some of the main things are people should consider before getting in? So yeah, it depends on on what is important for you. For for me, example, as I, mm -hmm. I mentioned, I would like to see the people behind it because that that is a way yeah. that that that's the thing that is important to me. Just because that's the way I decide uh, if I believe it in in on and or not. Um, but of course, then again, I think you need to think it, what are the like the um, um, what are the things that are going to matter in the future? Like you have to think about, is this going to be an important thing in a couple of years, in a couple of months, uh, to really see the potential in it? And if you don't understand what what their vision and what the goal is of, of the project, then probably it, it's not a good thing to invest in. Because I think it's important that you understand the product or the service that they, are, they have. Um, some can be super complicated, as you said, they're not even having a product. Uh, so I think it's important that you understand it. Uh, because that makes you better at evaluating if it's a good product mm -hmm. or not. Um, 
there's a lot of people just writing uh, a lot of words, as you said, uh, without having a true meaning. Um, it just sounds good, but it's not really clear what, what they're actually uh, uh, providing. I wondered if you had any thoughts um, on Ripple, the SEC, you know, have you been following it at all? I have been following uh, a little bit, but honestly, not, not, I mean, that much. I think, I think it ha will have a huge impact on, on us, uh, of course. Um, but again, um, I wasn't that into Ripple before. I didn't think there were uh, great projects or anything like that. I didn't have in anything invested in them. Uh, but I think this shows as well that the SEC is having an eye on us and that there might be coming more, more things like this. And that's also why, uh, as I, uh, in our chat yesterday, I ho I'm hoping for an ETF. I think the SEC needs to, um, just because we have so much institutional money, it, we're not talking about just you know us, the crypto community, having their money. Now it's actually billions of institutions who have their money. They have a responsibility to make sure that it is a secure and regulated uh, in, in a good way uh, market. That's their responsibility. So I think they won't get away with it, and we might see more uh, cases like this uh, come up, of course. Yeah, I think it's kind of strange. The whole thing is just odd, in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. Like, it makes sense, yes, but I was being talking to some people and doing some research, and I, I think from what I've read and what I understand, I think Brad Garlinghouse sort of sold, I think, more than half of his XRP, like, over a year ago, like, this time last year, which is just mm -hmm. odd, in my opinion, you know, like, these lawsuits or whatever, like, they don't come out of nowhere. I just find, like, the timing kind of strange. Um, mm -hmm. But... What, what do we know? Um, what do you think um, 2021 is going to look like then? Um, we spoke yesterday, so we were chatting a bit about stable coins, CBDCs, so NFTs. What is that going to look like in 2021? So first of all, I think more and more people will get involved in crypto, uh, especially now institutions joining. And um, yeah, we are put on the map. We had yeah, as we uh, mentioned, MicroStrategy, uh, Square, Fidelity, BlackRock, and we had even a new institution today, I think, joining. So it's almost mass one mutual, every day. Maybe, I think it was Mass Mutual. I think today was something like green, da, 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 something, yeah, uh, I, I'm not sure. But, it, you know, we see this almost every day, so it's not even that significant anymore. Um, but that's, uh, that means that more and more people will like, okay, what is this actually that these institutions are putting their money in? Uh, so I definitely think more, um, a larger group uh, of people would be part of uh, this community. And um, again, I think Bitcoin will, uh, will lead uh, in, in 2021. And um, yeah, it will reach new all-time highs for, for sure. I'm, I'm sure of that. And um, NFTs might come back more and now we kind of have cooled off there uh, if we really can find um use case for them that yeah i mean not even now the use case is good uh, but i think um, it takes a little bit time to to evolve it and uh, put it in in action in, in real life as well uh, as <clears> we <throat> chatted yesterday you can actually use it in retail and to for products to verify uh, the authenticity of it and um, then again i believe it will be big in gaming and uh, Collectibles in Asia is yeah. speci like specifically people love collectibles there. It can be yeah, whatever. So um, I, I believe NFTs can can come back and um, yeah, 
we we don't know what what's coming next. Next, there will definitely be something completely new. Uh, it will be exciting for sure. Yeah. That's all we know. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you. I think um, NFTs. I mean, I, I I said this to you yesterday. I've said this to everybody before. I always say this. I'm just a broken record at this point, but I, I like I mean it wholeheartedly the whole world is going digital like dating is digital eating yeah. is digital working is digital everything is digital it's just inevitable that everything else will go digital and you know we were talking about um like designer handbags you know yeah. rolex watches or whatever it is of course you know verifying them um verifying their authenticity will be digital and you know i think blockchain technology will be a part of that. Um, like we were saying, whether it's as an NFT or not, who knows. Um, but just finally, what are your final thoughts um, to just about crypto in general to the crypto community? Just speak directly to them from the heart, you know? Okay, well, I, first of all, I love the crypto community. I'm so happy to be part of it. And I do believe that we are early on very early on and we will get rewarded for it in, in the future uh, so even though someday it might feel like am i doing the right thing am i my, uh, you, you know you question yourself is this a crazy industry actually like is this all made up you know sometimes i, I get at least those thoughts but i want to say like yeah it, it's normal that we, that we get those thoughts but just bear out i mean we are this community is growing and it, it's really really great there are real projects being built and i do believe that we will see like more worldwide adoption and we will um, yeah we will really get rewarded for it in the future and i think when we think about blockchain technology as a whole i think it will be a part of many businesses it is today as well one of the things with estonia if we can turn back to that estonia is using blockchain in healthcare 90 percent of uh, all wow. um uh, medical data is stored um with the blockchain technology so i I think we will see a lot more solutions like that. The businesses are actually going to use it to protect data and to verify products where they come from in, in supply chain. Uh, and uh, that would also, of course, mean that there will be more jobs uh, made in, in blockchain industry. It will create more, more jobs and more people will enter just because they see it as a job opportunity, career opportunity uh, as well. And uh, in general, I think we would we will mature really quickly, and it will be just another industry that we here have now, a niche industry, probably in tech. But it will be a natural part of many businesses because there are really, really good use cases for it, and uh, it would be yeah stupid for businesses not to to take advantage of that. And um, yeah, and as uh, as mentioned before, I think we will probably see more regulations as well. From SEC has to um take their responsibility or their role and uh, make sure that it is a secured um, market yeah i'm absolutely with you i think regulation is coming um i don't know whether we'll like it or not i don't know whether yeah. it's innovation i imagine regulation and the likes of cbdc's will absolutely sort of be some kind of war with with the community and like yeah. the initial sort of like ethos and I guess goal for the community um but yeah we'll have to see how it goes I think I can't remember what you said but it sort of made me think of, of the idea that like I feel you know investors and people like you and I um you know we're sort of like at the end of the day gambling not just our money but like our careers on the on the success of yeah. the, the success of Bitcoin isn't it because if Bitcoin fails then like they say yeah. everything else fails but hey ho yeah. we, we believe in it um so where can people find you 
So you can find me on uh, Twitter, uh, Liz Bitcoin or Bitcoin Liz, um, and YouTube as well, uh, same Bitcoin Liz. And Instagram, if you want to, uh, that's more private and uh, connected to to our puppy. Um, but yeah, there is Lizette Kult, which is my full name. There you go. Liz, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to tune in next Thursday. It'll be back to normal time. So it will be 12 EST, which is 5 GMT. If you're in Europe, that's 6 ES. No, ET. That's it. Too many time zones. All right, guys. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.